I have always been scared. When I was younger, I was scared of the dark, scared of spiders, and always terrified of the monsters under my bed. And as I got older, my fears matured. I'm still scared of the dark, but now I see spiders as friends, as long as they're not bothering me. And I'm less scared of the monsters under my bed. And I'm more scared of the monsters in my mind. The ones I lock away in all hopes of hiding them, but they crawl out. Grabbing pieces of myself and ripping them off, like violently opening a curtain to let the sun shine. But instead of sunshine, I'm faced with a brutal truth. A brutal confrontation with the fears I've tried to hide from. And we all hide from our fears, avoiding facing them at all costs, because we're scared. Oh, what is my biggest fear? Um, that's always such a hard one to answer. I feel like... Anything that like makes me the most afraid boils down to being trapped alone, pretty much. Um, my biggest fear is forgetting things. Like, not, not like, little things, because I forget things a lot, but, like, dementia, I think. Yeah. My biggest fear? I don't know that I have an answer to that. Um, probably everyone I love dying. Um, not being self-reliant. Yeah, especially physically. My fear, I'm scared of people sometimes, <laughs> because you cannot predict people, what can they, they can do, you see? We people, we made the weapon, right? And who are being killed by the weapon we made? People! We made this weapon with our own hand and we are killing ourselves with it. I'm scared of that. And what am I scared of? I'm scared of not being enough. I want to be enough. I want to be enough. Today on Teeny, that's what we're exploring. On the show, two acts that questions fears and the fragility of what it means to be enough. Hello. Do you by chance have a second to be interviewed? Oh. Oh, that's like such a hard and also sweet question. I don't think we think about that one enough. Um, geez, what makes someone enough? Probably... For me, it means that 
uh, in myself. I have my container is sufficient. I don't need anyone else to complete me. And so when I come to uh, a business, personal, romantic relationship, it's what I can give. I don't have to have them to give back to me. What does it mean to be enough? Oh my goodness. I think it just depends entirely on who you are as a person. I think feeling like enough is entirely internal and has something to do with like making a good faith effort. It doesn't really matter what they do as long as they're trying with a positive intention, I think. I want to think so too. Act one, new school, new enough. I just started at a new school about four weeks ago, and at this new school, there are no grades and no tests. And I've learned from society that I need to attach a lot of weight to grades, to tests. I've learned and been conditioned that that is where all of my worth comes from. When you think about the natural next steps for a a student in high school, the obvious thought that comes to mind is college. And I've learned that colleges care solely about my grades and about the way that I look on paper. So I would beat myself up. An A or A-, minus, nothing lower. And if I got a B... I would work really hard to cover any tracks on my mistakes. And this is how it was. But this year, from the still of the pandemic, I learned to listen. And I heard a deep voice inside me calling and yearning for something more. Something more than a school system that defined my worth by a letter. So I transferred. And at first, everything was fine. It was an adjustment, for sure, but it was good. But slowly over time, I realized that I didn't know who I was without the comfort of letters. And this fear, this fear of not knowing who I am, began like a slow gas leak. You would only tell something was wrong if you knew the fear yourself. So I'm living in this circle of not knowing who I am and trying to figure it out, but at the same time avoiding it at all cost by doing everything at once, but also nothing at all because nothing fills fills me up. I guess I'm trying to fill this deep part inside of me that is just longing to be seen. And it all loops back to just not feeling like I'm enough. So if I felt like I was enough on my own, I wouldn't be striving to be someone else than who I am. Why can't I be enough?
Where do I go to find myself again? I need to find myself again. The next day, I made a plan. On a lined piece of paper, I scribbled three questions that I was grappling with myself. What is my greatest fear? What does it mean to be enough? And what makes me enough? However personal these questions were, they weren't mine alone to answer. So the next day I went to school, microphone in hand, with these three questions ready. What is your greatest fear? Fear? Uh, like, okay, Paul. Ask the question again. <laughs> what is your greatest fear? Oh, um... What does it mean to be enough? I think everybody just has inherent worth. Like, no matter, like, no matter who you are, you all, everybody has inherent worth. Um, to say that someone isn't enough is just, in my opinion, just a flat-out lie, because, like... Even if you, like, sit around all day and don't contribute anything to society or, like, or don't do anything, you still have inherent worth because, I guess, by just the cosmos decided to put you in this world, so just simply someone being here is enough, in my opinion. Have worth. I feel like there are many different kinds of worth. I feel like there's a, like a character worth, like interesting and multi-dimensional human beings. I think there's shared interest worth, like if somebody plays the same video game as you or does the same sport as you. I think that someone's worth is based on how good of a person that they are, how they can accept people, how they treat people. Um, I think it is based on what energy they have. And what makes you enough? Oh, man. I don't think I'm enough for myself. Um, you know, personal goals that I'm I'm achieving very slowly, kind of collecting almost, you could say. Um, I don't think I'm there. I didn't come to the interviews with the expectations. And I was scared that I felt so seen in what Noah, who was the last voice you heard, I felt so seen in what he said. It was scary because I didn't feel like I was enough for myself. 
And I so badly wanted to be. I so badly want to be. Besides any accomplishment, any goal, or any project, I want to be able to find my inherent worth, the one that everyone could so easily define for others, the one where just living and existing is enough. You can hear how easy it is for other people to assign worth to others, but when it comes to telling ourselves, assigning ourselves worth, we don't know where our definition should begin. Hi. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is pretty close to the mic. Zola sat down right in front of me her short blonde hair arcing over her face. She leaned into the microphone, and I could tell that she felt the same power that I did when I held on to it. As Zola got settled, I proceeded to tell her a little bit about the project, tell her about my interview questions, and then I went on with the same questions I had been asking everyone else, starting with what is your greatest fear? Well, I don't, I don't really know. I usually say like failure because I'm, I'm usually pretty scared of like failing because I'm, I'm really sorry for all the dead air. I, because I mean, I was a gifted kid when I was growing up. I, my parents are great. My schools were great. It's just the school system kind of sucks and did kind of teach me that if I failed at anything I was automatically the worst because blah 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 because I didn't have because I didn't really have much in the way of friends growing up I have friends now but I didn't really have much in the way of friends growing up so I I guess there's that like I didn't really have much in the way of friends growing up uh so I kind of based myself primarily off of my um, academic success, and that was what I considered to be, like, most important to me back then. But I'm slowly getting better. I'm learning to not be so afraid of failing at everything. She smiled a consoling smile. I could tell by the creases of her eyes wrinkling up from under her mask. I smiled back. This smile acted almost as a sigh of relief. Because someone knew my fear. I mean, I think I've been doing better than usual. I've gotten... I've written a lot. I wrote... 20,000 words in four days one time. I have friends now. Um, but, like, I'm a person, and I'm here. And there's that. Do you ever base your worth based on the things that you get done in your accomplishments? I'm trying to stop doing that. I used to do that a lot more. I used to do that a lot more. I'm, like, slowly trying to learn to get away from that. That's actually why I transferred here. I 
because I would sort of, the school doesn't have grades, so I kind of felt like I, so I wanted to like force myself to be in a situation where I didn't have grades to validate me, so I had to find my own validation, and I think that's worked out pretty well. Zola stood up to walk away and was going to go get the next person for interviews. But as she was leaving, she turned her body around and held her hand out, gesturing for me to give her a high five. You're great. I started to pull my hand away when Zola grabbed my hand and simply held it there. Yeah. Eyes twinkling, she held on. And I held on too. Holding on to the hope of finding my enoughness. That night, I got home from school and listened through footage. An easy smile spread through the cracks of my lips. A feeling washed over me. A feeling so familiar yet distant that I knew I needed to preserve it. There's a piece of me that just feels a little calmer right now. Being enough feels like you can breathe. Being enough feels like you understand that your existence is more, or that you'll do something with your existence. So maybe, maybe I am enough. Maybe I am enough. Maybe I am enough. I walked over to my mama's makeup table. On the table was a stack of pictures. I cautiously picked them up and flipped through them. It was me. Small portraits of pure joy. I see this small being sitting on a carousel with a friend. Her front teeth missing, yet her smile is still full. In the next one, She's yanking her cheeks across her face in an attempt to make her mom laugh, which she does. She has bright pink bangs and is wearing 30 different patterns at once. She didn't care what others thought. She was happy. I pull the last photo from the stack. She's smiling contently at the camera. 
her eyes getting small but never losing their sparkle. I look at that face. My face. She feels unfamiliar. This kind of contagious joy that you can only access a couple times in your life is the kind that she is being built off of. She was contagious joy. I was contagious joy. I spend a long time looking at this picture, studying the light that radiates off of her. I know she can't hear me, but I ask, did you think we would ever be here? She doesn't answer. I didn't, I reply. It's weird to grow up. Expectations change. What once was enough is no longer good enough. The world views it as childish. She keeps smiling, not comprehending the words that I was saying. And it is then, in that moment, that I hear myself. Expectations did change. The standard of enoughness did convert into something that may seem to be forever just out of reach, but I changed that for myself. It was me who robbed myself of my contagious joy. I hold the picture firmly in my hands. You are enough, I tell her. Never change. Although I know we have changed because I'm here, feeling robbed of her smile... I'm here, feeling the emptiness of her joy. And in this moment, I want to pull her in and I want to hug her so tightly. I want to tell her that she's enough. My salted tears would drip onto the pink tips of her bangs. She would be confused, but she wouldn't pull away. But if she is enough... And so am I. I don't know when I will believe those words, but I hold on to them. Always in my backpack, alongside the bright smile of my younger self. You see, when I was younger, I was scared of the dark. Scared of spiders, and always terrified of the monsters under my bed. And as I got older, my fears matured. I'm still scared of the dark, but now I see spiders as friends, as long as they're not bothering me. And I'm less scared of monsters under my bed, and I'm most scared of letting any monster in my mind let me forget that part of me who was contagious joy. I'm most scared of letting anything take away her worth and inherently my own. So instead of fighting to be enough, 
instead of chasing someone else's version of enoughness. I fight to keep her alive. I chase after her dreams. Because she, I, have always been enough. And I will always be enough. Every person has like an inherent dignity and worth. And so, um, I don't think, I don't think, I don't worry about being enough on like a holistic level. I worry about being enough on like very specific um, topics or something. And then it sort of, it comes back to this, like, am I making a good faith effort at trying? I think enough is a fluctuating measure. Um, and if you're like trying your best, whatever that means, then you're enough and that's fine. This episode of Teeny was made possible by every student who I interviewed at my school. Thank you for your stories and your words. You gave me hope. Thank you to the Columbia City Farmers Market vendors for allowing me to interview you and taking the time to talk to me. Our editing, producing, and writing for all episodes is done by Sid Walter. And if you want to see this picture of myself that I referenced to, you should check out our new website. You can visit teenypod.com and look under episode pages to see that picture and anything else that's a special little episode extra. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Your support means the world. You have a great rest of your day, and I hope that you know, whoever you are, wherever you are, you are, say it with me, enough. I'm Sid Walter, and you're listening to Teenie.